Well, okay, this is promising to be a good one. In this episode, we're talking about psychological patterns. So we're diving a little bit into neuroscience and behavioral and cognition type of things, psychologically speaking. But we're going to bring it into the social side of it. And we're actually talking about these psychological patterns, but on a more social spectrum. As to why it is so important to diversify our narratives. We are so used to the way we think that it is sometimes impossible to realize how unhealthy our mindsets are. If the way you see or approach matters makes you or others miserable, it may be a sign that it's time to change or diversify your perspective. So, let me begin with a little bit of an explanation. You know we're going to be a little bit technical, but I'm trying to put it as simple as possible. So. When certain reactions of one person become frequent in certain environments or situations, they constitute what we call a pattern of behavior. A behavior pattern or pattern of behavior is a constant way of thinking, feeling, and physically reacting and acting in a certain situation. Our behavioral patterns have their origin in what we copy or learn from the people who have shared life with us such as our parents, our grandparents, uncles, teachers, classmates, friends, and from any important person with whom we've had significant contact with. This means that everything we see and hear, we capture in our own way and keep it within ourselves to be used as a pattern of behavior for better or for worse. Now, I say for better or for worse because this... Uh, behavioral patterns are going to become part of our narratives and our narratives are going to be the way that we see the world and of course the way we react to it but of course not everyone has the same perspective of life not everyone has the same perspective within themselves or the world that we live in and that's where it gets tricky because no matter how someone resembles another or how many time they spend together, they will never be the same because absolutely everyone has a very particular way of being and facing the facts of life. Now, this is where intersectionality comes in, but we're going to dive in in another episode. Now we need to know that a pattern of behavior can be constructive or destructive, and it has four components. Number one are thoughts, beliefs, and ideas. Number two are emotions, feelings, moods, and images. Number three, behaviors. And number four, bodily reactions. These psychological patterns can also like explain your behavior towards life. Yeah. So, for example, it can explain why we search for certain characteristics for romantic partner, partners or friends, if you really look into it, you might find a pattern that describes the way that you are friends with some people. But we're gonna keep it general for this episode. So, now that we've understood that behavioral patterns are thoughts, beliefs, ideas, emotions, feelings, reactions, behaviors, all that that's within them, 
why exactly do they mesh with? Diversifying your perspective. Now, as I said, these patterns are part of our perspective or our narratives. So, since these patterns have created our familiarity with things and ideas and thoughts and reactions, our brains are actually comfortable thinking that certain way. And we just become accustomed to it, you know? And it is really, really, really difficult to just be like, this is not the way I think. And that's why we may have some problems when we disagree with other people. That we have a certain perspective on something and other people have another different perspective on the same thing. And that's due to behavioral patterns and psychological patterns and our narratives, you know? When we say that it's important to diversify your narrative, we're talking about making an extra effort not only to be in other people's shoes, but to train your brain to recognize these familiar patterns, the way we think, the way we act, but break that feel and think and then act cycle into a feel and think and then think again before we act. Why? Because sometimes with this cycle of behavior of feeling and thinking and acting is out of unconsciousness. And it's because we are so familiar with the way we act that we don't really give it a second thought, you know? But we need to understand that people around the world, people around us are not the same as us. That they may think otherwise. That the world is changing. That not every perspective is healthy. That not every narrative is healthy. That sometimes these narratives, these unhealthy narratives are destroying our society. And I might get a little bit controversial on here. I mean, it is not supposed to be controversial because it's basic human rights. But remember just a few months ago, and it's still going on in case you, like, erased it from your radar? The Black Lives Matter movement. So, uh, we're, I'm not going to get too political on this one. I'm just trying to see how to better illustrate how narratives and perspectives work and how this is part of behavioral patterns. There were some people, mainly white people, that completely disagree with the Black Lives Movement. And whether it is or not political correct, whatever, the fact that they resent that they don't want this movement to go on. It's one of the like um, examples of how Black Lives Matter movement is not part of their narrative, you know? And it's a white narrative. And that's like, yeah, another type of 
um, issue that we're going to tackle somewhere, uh, sometimes, sometime later. But um, yeah, I mean, in their minds, in their narratives, in their familiar way of thinking, and it goes back onto the people they associate with, they don't have this diversification of their narratives. They haven't come to realize that white people are not the only type of people in the world. They can't conceive inside their minds that there's a whole world out there that does not resemble them. Why? Because there's certain familiar patterns that they've become accustomed to, that they've grown into, that they teach other people, that they've been taught, that they just have gone familiar with. And their brains, and I'm not excusing them, of course this isn't an excuse not to think that the Black Lives Matter movement is like, I don't know. Like, of course, it is not an excuse. Because as I've said before, like, not diversifying, not doing something is not an It's just an excuse, you know? Okay, so I feel like I'm rumbling. But yeah, I mean, this explanation, this psychological or cognitive explanation is nowhere near an excuse not to diversify your narrative. And that's where I'm going. It's 2020. There are a lot of things going on out there and inside within ourselves. It has become impossible to resist diversifying your narrative. It has become impossible to think that we are the only people in the world. And that's why diversifying your narrative and our narratives is really, really crucial for this year. We need to understand that there's a lot, uh, a lot going on out there. There's a lot going on inside our minds. And we have to train our brains to break this cycle of familiar thinking. Things are not familiar anymore. This familiar thinking is no way of thinking nowadays. Our brains work from sparse data and fill in the blanks, making connections that may or may not actually be there. This practice is hardwired into our body and brain and is responsible for our very existence. So we do this power seeking instantaneously and without conscious thought. That's why it is really difficult to train our brains to break the cycle of feeling and thinking and acting. So we have to stop ourselves before acting to think again, but with a perspective that is not familiar with us. Now, years of studies in behavioral economics and psychology, and psychology have demonstrated that most of the decisions we make are emotional and non-conscious, which, you know, shouldn't be anymore. Not that I'm trying to convert everyone into robots and so, but I do believe that, and um, you're, um, you're gonna have to forgive me for this one, but shit is going down. 
We can't just blame our actions anymore in being emotional and unconscious. They, they are decisions made by what Nobel laureate Daniel, and I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing this, Kahneman calls system one thinking, which is fast, intuitive, and emotional. Yet when we are asked to explain our decisions, we immediately and effortlessly conjure up an answer, even though the decisions we were not conscious ones, which surge through our store of socially acceptable explanations to conduct an answer that will satisfy the questioner and we are not even aware of it. This also kind of dives into being political correct or not, and it's a whole matter in itself. Now, it is also said that we glimpse the external world through an astonishingly narrow window, and the illusion of sensory richness is sustained by our ability to conjure up an answer almost instantly to almost any question that occurs to us. Now, we should suspect that the apparent richness of our inner world has the same origin. As we ask questions of ourselves, answers naturally and fluently appear. Our beliefs, desires, hopes, and fears do not wait preform in a vast mental ant chamber. And the way we are ushered, they are ushered one by one into the bright light of verbal expression. The left brain interpreter constructs our thoughts and feelings at the very moment that we think and feel them. This is the exact reason why not many people try and really do make an effort to diversify their narratives. I mean, it is hard. Like, psychologically, it means, like, rewiring your brain. And it takes hell of a time and hell of an effort. It really does. And you might be sometimes caught sleeping. But as long as you do your best and understand the, why you're doing it, I guess you should be okay. And I mean, as I said before, especially during these times of change and political reconfiguration, it is important to diversify our perspective, our narratives. We have to actually learn that our way of thinking and acting for things may not be the most healthy ones or the healthiest ones. That there's a bunch of other people that are really different to us, from us, from us. They're really different. Even if they don't seem like they might be, they're really different. And they're going through their own things and we need to understand that, but not also sympathize with it, but actually come to act in a way that is not unhealthy for them that it does not mess with their perspective, with their narrative. And I guess that's the reason, the main reason that I started this, um, this podcast. Because, I mean, people are just growing too comfortable within themselves. And the changes that we are experiencing in the world they're meant to make us feel uncomfortable. And we're gonna have to become accustomed to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. 
things are not always going to be our way. And it's not meant to be a battle between, between our way or their way. There shouldn't be a their way. There shouldn't be a their. This is an us. You know? We all live together in this world. We're all facing a lot of issues. But we have to take, metaphorically, our hands together and overcome whatever the world decides to throw at us. We have to understand that, hell, I mean, it's 2020. We have to leave behind that thought of my perspective, my narrative is the only one valid. Like, every single person's perspective is valid. As long as it doesn't mess with another people's lives or, I, or integrity or health. Because there's a lot of perspectives and narratives out there that are meant to damage people. And we have to understand that that's just not the way. Okay, so um, thanks for tuning in into the second episode of Diversify Your Narrative. Um, this was a short one. And it could have been a lot longer, but, you know, I, I don't want to get into neuroscience because I'm not a neuroscientist. I'm more, I'm closer to being a sociologist than a neuroscientist, but I think that it was important just to get this out there. Um... Yeah, so remember that you can follow this podcast uh, on this podcast on Instagram at diversify your narrative or you can follow this also on Twitter at d narrative with double e at the end. Uh you can also listen to this on Spotify and on Google Podcast on cast and other platforms thank you so much for tuning in again and well i'll see you next week i almost forgot to give you the song of the week the song of the week is i'm going with a classic i want to know what love is but the artist is amazon not um oh god i don't remember who the original artist was oh yeah it's not for anger it's the artist is amazon very lovely please listen to them